Hi, hello, welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. Today, we are going to be chatting about everyone's fave topic. Um, we're going to be talking about scales, as in measuring scales, and whether they are an efficient or important or relevant tool to use if you have a goal of fat loss or a body composition goal. And I think it's so tough because it's very confusing in that I feel like you have one camp that is very much pro scales. So think about like when you go to things like Slowing World or Weight Watchers, the goal is you want to see drops on that scale weight, right? And then you head over to Instagram and you have a whole bunch of people saying like, dump the scales, ditch the scales, they're absolutely rubbish, they're useless, they don't tell you anything. And like most things in life, the real answer lies somewhere in the middle, the grey area, all the caveats that no one really wants to talk because we've got to go one way or the other. We either place our whole being and our whole importance on what we weigh or we physically don't even want to know what we weigh. So the quote-unquote healthy, perhaps, place to be is somewhere in the middle. And this is coming from someone who doesn't actually really weigh myself, but I don't have a body composition goal, so it's not something that's necessary to me at the moment. But um, I have clients who do have body composition goals, and that includes fat loss. And using the scales is not a must, but it can be another frame of reference that we can use to track the results. But let me tell you how, and from a coaching perspective, how I look at what my clients log as their scale weight when they come to do um, their check-ins weekly, fortnightly, monthly, however often it is they, they upload these figures. And so you can see it through my lens, basically, and I think that'll give you a better understanding. So... First of all, I think we need to look at the difference between weight loss and fat loss. Ultimately, if you are someone who is in a quote-unquote normal kind of BMI range, the chances are your body composition goals might be building a little bit of muscle, losing a bit of fat to be a bit more toned. And that's a general sweeping um, generalization, but that's what people come to me for, so that's what I'm used to, okay? And I would say people in that situation the scales isn't the most useful thing or not super relevant in that if you're building muscle, you not at the speed of light, but your weight can change in that respect and similarly if you are losing fat. So we're not going to see massive differences in that situation, which is why when people who are in that body type and have that goal use the scales, often it can be a bit disheartening because we're not going to see really significant changes. But if you have a fair amount of body fat to lose and you're not, you know, absolutely, <laughs> I mean, no female listening to this is going to be able to put on masses of muscle anyway, we can still use it as a kind of indicator. If you're someone who is in a larger body and perhaps you have a goal of losing a more significant amount of body fat, then yeah, the scales are ultimately going to indicate if you are making progress in that area. But we're looking at fat loss, right? Not weight loss. So we're not looking at overall reducing your weight, we're looking at losing fat. But the issue is, no scale can tell you how much weight you've lost versus how much fat you've lost. And what I mean by weight, so what, what are the scales measuring? The scales are measuring your bones, how heavy are your bones? How heavy is your muscle mass? 
your skin and your hair. I know a lot of girls with a lot of hair and if you shave that all off, you'd probably lose like two or three kilos on this scale. I'm not saying do it, but that's how easily it can be manipulated, right? All your organs, your lungs, your heart, your stomach, your intestines, the water that's in your body because our bodies retain a lot of water in order for us to be alive, the blood pumping around your body, how many pints, I mean that is something I should definitely know, but however many pints of blood we have in our body at one time, that weighs something. Um, the contents of our bowels, not super nice to think about, but there's going to be something there. And um, and ultimately, how much body fat you're carrying. So there's a hell of a lot of tissues and things going on inside us that the scales are measuring. The scales aren't measuring how much body fat we have, they're measuring all those elements as one. So you can understand that when you go to jump on the scales, perhaps one day you have less content in your bowels, perhaps you have, you're a bit more dehydrated, perhaps you, um, your muscles are really swollen because you've done a workout, so holding more water, so the muscles weigh more, and then the scales will weigh more, does that make sense? So it's not nothing to do with you gaining fat or losing fat, it's just these things can be changeable day to day. So what other things can actually impact or influence what that scale weight says when you jump on it? And that is things like your body retaining more water than usual. Your body is storing more carbs than usual. So when you eat carbs, your body will restore, will store more muscle. More muscle? Oh my God. <laughs> right, start that sentence again. When you eat higher carb content meals, your body will store more water and therefore that water weighs something. Nothing to do with fat. Fat is not water, just water. If you have saltier foods, again, more water retained there. If you've had a higher volume of food, so there is literally more food in your stomach. Perhaps your, when you go to the bathroom, has been a bit more irregular. Again, you have things that still need to come out. Hormonal fluctuations obviously play a big role, especially as women. As I said before, if you are training and you have sore muscles, your muscles will be swollen because they'll be retaining water. If you're sick, that can have an impact on the scales as well. If you've been vomiting and things, obviously it's going to be lighter. You haven't been eating as much, it's going to be lighter. Constipation, same thing as before. Travelling can cause water retention as well, depending on, you know, your sleep cycle being disrupted, eating at different times, dehydration levels, not weighing yourself accurately as well is going to be something that obviously has an impact on it. So if you're not doing it first thing in the morning and you're doing it sporadic times every time you do it, it's going to be tough to get any kind of consistency there. Never mind all those other things in that list prior to that. So the scales do not measure fat loss. They measure what you weigh on that said day that you step on those scales. And all those things can have an imp impact on what you do weigh. It's not telling you anything about what amount of that is body fat. And by the way, the scales that do measure body fat, they are not accurate, right? If people even want to get a mildly accurate reading of how much body fat they are, they have to hook up to these insane temperature controlled machines that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds and are only in kind of controlled labs at like universities and things so if you think that you're like 20 quid scales from amazon that tell you you are 20 percent body fat are accurate think again <laughs> so one of the really good things to think about is and just have the knowledge of this is the kind of maths behind 
gaining fat. And obviously the human body does not work as, as machine-like as this, right? But roughly speaking, there are three and a half thousand calories in one pound of fat. So that's about half a kilo of fat, right? Which means in order for you to gain half a kilo of fat, you must eat above your maintenance of 3,500 calories. So roughly for an average woman, their maintenance calories is gonna be somewhere around the 2,000 mark, right? So if you have a really big day out one day, you go out for a nice dinner, you have some cocktails, and you step on the scales the next day and they're like three kilos up and you're thinking, holy shit, what a mistake, feeling super guilty, it impacts your choices the next day in that either you restrict, which is not good, or you just think, fuck it, and go the complete opposite way anyway, everyone will fall into one of those two fields. <laughs> um, but unless on that day you ate five and a half thousand calories, because that's your maintenance, plus the three and a half thousand needed to gain a pound of fat, then you have not gained three kilograms of body fat. You haven't even gained 0.5 kilos of body fat through that. Okay, and that's not even considering the activity that you did that day. Maybe you're out dancing all night, then, you know, you definitely haven't, you've burned off a lot more energy than that anyway, right? So having that like logic in your head as well is super helpful. So if you have a day where you step on the scales and it's suddenly jumped up so much, if you know in yourself that over the last wee while you've been sticking around your maintenance calories or if you're reaching for a deficit, you have been eating in that deficit, there is just no logical way that you could have gained that weight as body fat. So it very much masks body fat in that perhaps in that month between weighing yourself, you've actually lost a kilogram of body fat, but because your muscles are a bit achy from your session yesterday, and because you had a really salty dinner, it's saying you're two kilos heavier than your last weigh-in. And can you imagine the impact that that has on you when you do that? You've stuck to everything for a whole month, you've ticked every box, you've done what you could, and you step on there, and it essentially is telling you you're a failure, right? Because that's the energy that you're putting on it. What kind of impact is that gonna have on your mindset? I very much doubt you're gonna turn around and say, right, that's it, I'm so determined, I'm gonna do it again this month. It's not, it's gonna make you feel like shit, and the chances are that day you're gonna feel upset, you're gonna look at your body differently because you're gonna just think, it's gonna impact your body image as it so often does. Is it gonna impact your food choices that day? Are you gonna go into that fuck it mentality? So having that moment where you can step back and think logically and know, I know, I know for a fact, I have not created this de this surplus of three and a half thousand calories, or if you've gained two kilos, then I don't know what even that is, 14,000 calories worth of surplus over this last month have gained this weight. It's just, it's just illogical, okay? So ultimately this boils down to what, what are my views on using the scales and should you use the scales? And like I said at the beginning, if you are someone who has a significant amount of body fat that you're looking to lose in this journey, then they are going to reflect that over time. Ultimately, you can choose not to do it because I encourage my clients to take progress photos and I encourage my clients to take tape measurements as well. Now, I do not need a set of scales to tell me if someone's waist has gone down two inches that they've lost body fat. That is a clear indicator that there are changes and visually, 
that's going to be very clear as well from those photos too. And especially when you're resistance training and you're wanting to build muscle, photos are so important. So those of you who perhaps are in a um, more, quote unquote, again, normal BMI range, photos are going to be the most useful thing for you because that's where we're going to really see those muscles popping as well. You can choose just not to do it as well. I, there's no one that I force to do scale measurements with as long as they're doing those other points of reference. If someone doesn't want to do tape measurements, they find them faffy, then we could do photos and scales. But ultimately, you have to be feel like you have a good relationship with the scales. I think completely blocking them out altogether and thinking, I'm not doing it because it just sends me into a spiral. It's kind of similar to saying like, oh, I don't have these foods in the house because I'll just eat them all, right? You're not addressing the problem, are you? If, you know, the food thing is a whole other podcast, but um, <laughs> eating those foods, you're just, what happens when you are exposed to them? Are you going to feel like absolute shit and you're not going to be able to control yourself around it? No, because you haven't built up that trust in yourself and done the work to heal that little niggle in your relationship with food. What happens when you go to the doctors or for some reason you have to know your weight and then that just sends you into a spiral and ruins your day for whatever reason. It's not it's not great, is it? Again, something I force on the one, but something to think about. If that's you, just saying, like, why is this having such an impact? And perhaps some of the things I've said in this podcast maybe changes your perception on it a little bit because that's all it is, right? It's perception. And for those of you who are clients, understand that for me as a coach, if you're uploading your your weight weekly, I'm not even looking at the scale weight until we're like over four weeks down the line. And especially as a woman as well, that you're gonna have such variations in weight around your cycle. The scales are an indicator of long-term weight changes and long-term fat loss. The scales cannot tell us the short-term changes in fat loss. So for me as a coach, I'm looking primarily at your photos first, then I'm looking at your measurements, then last, I'm looking at your scale weight and only when we have enough data to show the scale weight in a trend over time. And it's one of those things, if we zoomed in on your weight, if you were doing it every week, it would kind of look like a you know a roller coaster, go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Whereas if we zoomed out and looked at it over six months, we want that up and down, if you can imagine it to go up and down, up and down, but gradually going down. So the peak of each up is getting lower and lower and lower down the graph as we go through this journey. Um, so that's ultimately where I would look at the scales from a coaching perception. So not thinking that you're checking in with your scales and that I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh my God, she's such a failure, just like I'm sure you have thought in your own head as well. I'm not, I'm hardly even referencing it. It's a red flag if we get to eight, 12 weeks down the line and it's nothing or it's gone the other way perhaps and you are someone who has a significant amount of body fat that you're looking to lose and that's your goal to lose. That's when I would say, okay, very bit peculiar for the not to move where can we be looking at and it's not like I'm waiting till you get to three months in before I'm like it's not working there will be other signs that we can pick up that it's not working trust me um but the scales as I said is just one other way to look at things so I hope that was um eye-opening to you a really interesting thing that can do if you are quite neutral on the scales or looking to become more neutral than the scales it's actually, and it sounds like it's going in the complete opposite direction, right? But weighing yourself daily 
can be incredibly eye-opening because you will see just how much it fluctuates. Even if you did morning, night, morning, night, morning, night, every day, like you'll see how much it fluctuates that you'll actually be like, geez, like why did I put so much emphasis on this in the first place? So as much as that sounds like it's obsessive, like it's not, it's more of a experiment, should we say, for you to understand how, I mean, I know I did that once and my weight fluctuated like over three kilos between morning and evening. Like, can you imagine if I was someone who was like nervous, that would throw me like literally off a cliff (laughs) if I thought like I wouldn't eat the next day. Well, old Josephine, not now, old Josephine would have freaked out and she would have restricted the next day, which we all know what that leads to. It leads to completely overdoing it at the other end, doesn't it? So yes, ramble over. I hope that made a lot of sense. Think about those things in your head. Get really rational on it. It's just a number. All right, let's get you in the next one.